open your Bibles to Psalm 119, verse 68. Thank you, Lord. God's a good God. Amen. Amen. We talked about His goodness last week, and we're, we're still kind of on it, but we're going to talk about His goodness in a different, in a different realm. How about that? Yes. His goodness is what we do. Yes. Amen. We do the goodness of God. It says in this psalm, it says, "You're good. You are good, and you do good." Now, it, it doesn't say you do good, so that makes you good. You know, so many people decide that what you have to do something to make yourself this. If you be that, you will do it. It's not. It's not acting like that. It's being that. He is good, therefore he does good. You know, a lot of people say, "Well." You know that really don't know God. They say, "Well, he's done. He did a lot of bad things in the Bible." No, he didn't do anything bad. Amen. <laughs> because if God did it, it was good. You may not understand, as Brother Moore said last Sunday. You may not understand why he did it, or or the purpose behind it, or everything that went. You know, you can't see. You can't see as far back or as far forward as he can, can you? It's kind of like he. It's kind of like he told Job, "Where were you when I stretched out the what, the, the heavens?" You know, we don't know these things. And not knowing them does not give us the right to decide, you know, what he did or how he did it was right or wrong. If he did it, it was just. It was good. It was right. It was righteous. And it was the best thing that could have happened at the time. Amen? And and so many times what he wants to do and what we allow him to do are, are so far apart you know, you know, so, so much of the time we're living in in the outskirts of the goodness of God, and He's trying to get us all the way in. And, and there's so much more to it. And and to be a doer like He is, He's good, and He does good. He's a doer of good. Amen. And, and to be a doer of good, you, you you have to know what is good. You have to be good. And and He re, He created us in Christ Jesus, to be just like Him. Amen? Amen. Go, to, go to Ephesians. Ephesians 2.10. Uh, 2, Ephesians 2.10, it says, for, for we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works. What are we created to do? We're created to do beneficial, virtuous works. Amen? The things we do, in other words, they're not just things that people say, ooh, that was good. They're things that produce goodness. They're things that produce good things in other people's lives, benefits in other people's lives, benefits in the... In the when, when we're at a job site or in a, in a workplace, we should be beneficial to that place. Remember Joseph, everywhere he went, what happened? The people that were over him prospered. Right? The whole, the whole country prospered because Joseph was there. Why? Because he, he, was the, he was a picture of the goodness of God. Everywhere he went, good just happened. Amen? Amen. And, and that's what God would say to us. The places we go, the things we go, we're to be doers of good. Not, not, just, not just hearers of good, doers of good. It's not enough just to hear God's good. It's, it's more to hear He's good and then to hear you're, you're His child. God's good, I'm His child. DNA good, DNA good. Yeah. Amen? His, his DNA is goodness. My DNA is goodness. I have abilities well beyond what I've done. 
Amen? You know, I was thinking about Paul today when, you know, I think it was in Hebrews, he wrote, let's get away from the elementary things. Uh, and he talks about raising people from the dead. And, things. and you're like, that's elementary. And, I'm thought, and, I, and God said well, it is because people have way more trouble with forgiveness and joy. You know, it's just like singing about joy tonight. You know, people are waiting to feel happy to have joy. Joy is a spiritual force, and it's in us. It, now, you choose to use it or you choose not to use it. It's up to you. But it's in you. Whether you ever use it or not, it will be in you, and it can be wasted or it can be used. And the, and the time you need it the most is when you don't feel like it. Amen? And, and these are the things that we have in God. But you have to be a doer of joy to have joy. You can't just hear about joy. People are waiting, well, if I could just hear enough joy, I know I could be happy. No, if you could be joyful, you'd hear more joy. You're missing half the joy because you're not joyful. Amen? And that, that, we're, we're, we're looking at things too many times how the world looks at them. The world sees it just like that. Something's got to make you happy to be happy. God says you be happy. Amen. The end. Have joy. Have peace. Trust me. Amen. This this is what this is this is the way God does things. When He says, "Be a doer of My word and not a hearer only," He's saying He's saying walk in a forgiveness like no one else can. Why? Because only you can. Because your DNA is good. And last week, remember, we kept talking about it. every time it mentioned goodness. Next thing it, for, it mentioned was forgiveness. Amen. And, and, and as, it for, as, as you see these things, it's not, you know, people, are, they want to speak to the mountain, but they want to be sad until the mountain moves. No, you speak to the mountain with joy. You speak to the mountain in peace. You, you get in your position to speak, then speak. Amen. We're, we're trying to speak to get into position. He's saying get into to position and speak. And when you're in position, it has to go. It's, it's not a question of whether it can or cannot. It must. It shall be removed and it shall be cast into the sea. And, and as we see things more like God and we become more like our Father, that's why he's saying, be ye perfect like I am. In other words, become more like me every day. See things the way I see them. And, and, and that's why he keeps telling people, if you see things like this, you'll never inherit, you'll never enter into the kingdom of God. People say, oh, you won't go to heaven? You won't understand heaven. And we need to understand how things, how God reigns right now. How does God reign? Because how He reigns right now, as it's done in heaven, let it be done in earth. Amen? The the reign of God is happening all over and everywhere we allow it. Right? But there's so many people that are not allowing it. They're they're living in the unreign of God. They're living in the reign of the God of this world. And we want to live in, in the reign of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. And that's not, it's within us. It's within us. And, and as, as we seek him and find our place as his children, then, then we come up behind him and we begin to do the things that he does. The, the things that God did that everybody receives first is the love of God. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever would believe, believe on what? On that love. Jesus Christ, he is, a, he is a token of that love. 
And, and as that love, that's the first and very first thing we receive. And as we'll receive it, then we can begin to do the things that come through it. The goodness of God is, it comes out of that love. And, and if we, if we, when, we're born, when we're born again, we become His children, and the goodness of God comes through that love, and we have the ability to do things that other people can't do. We've been talking about this for several weeks. There are things that pe- people would love to have joy when they feel sad. They can't do it because they're not looking at the spiritual force. They're looking at, the, at somebody's got to tell them a joke or, or they've got to buy them something or something's got to change. To, it's, there's got to be something given to, give, to get them out of their funk. And, and you know, that's, that's what we've, in the, in the world's eyes, that's kind of the way things have went. And, and to be a doer of the word, we, we've got to start doing things on a spiritual level, that always put us on the right ground. That's why he says, do the Word. Do the Word. Be a doer of the Word. Hear the Word, then do it. You, you, could hear, you could watch the Word, you could hear the Word, and you could never do it. You could tell somebody how to do it and never be a doer of it. I mean, I was in the floor covering business for years, and I can tell somebody perfectly, perfectly how to lay a carpet, how, how to start it. I can tell them from beginning to end how it should be done. I cannot do it. You know why? Because I've never been a doer of it. I've been only been a hearer and a watcher. Thank God. <laughs> there's people really good at it, and it ain't me. But, but though, you know, there's, there's Christians like that. We're, we're soaking in the Word. We're, we're, we're sitting in the services. We're singing the songs. We're coming, we're coming in and coming to Friday night. We're coming. But, but are, you, are you doing what you're hearing? Are you walking out of here and walking in the light that you're receiving? Because that's what's going to change you and the people around you. That's what's going to cause change everywhere we go. Amen? And, 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 the, and the, it's not just, it, it's, it's detrimental for us not to do the things that God puts in us. Because that sets a difference between us and the world. The ability to love, and, I'm, and, I, and I know I go to that a lot, but it's huge. And, and, and if we knew how huge it was, I don't even know how huge it is, and God keeps bringing it back to me. If, if we knew the abilities we have through love, that, that people couldn't even figure us out. Why? Because I, I don't know why they act that way. I mean, I was just mean to them as I could be, and, and they just loved me. They just were nice and kind to me right back. They've just kept being patient with me. They've just kept being kind. I, I just can't figure that. Why can't you figure it? Because you don't have it. But we do. And we have to choose to be a doer of love. The, the qualities of love are all actions, and they all have to be done. And, and, they, and they're also in the Word. So if you're going to be a doer of the Word of God, you, we can't pick and choose the ones we want. You know, for years, I, I would go and I'd, I'd find out what kind of trouble I was in, and I'd pick the Word out that fit that trouble, and, and you know, if not picking out the one that fixed me from getting in the trouble. Right? I just wanted out of the trouble. I didn't want to be fixed. Because that's, you know, that's, that's just too much. You know, that, that's, that, that becomes doing the Word. I just wanted to hear it and, and get it to help me not do the Word. Amen? If you're, 
and we should believe for the promises of God, and they are ours, and we should, healing is ours, and it's not selfish to believe for healing in your body. It's selfish if you only ever believe for healing in your own body. If you believe for healing and you be healed, and then you never help anybody else with it, that's selfish. Of course, most people that are healed tell everybody, right? And that's what you should do. But we should do that with all the parts of the Word of God. We shouldn't do that with just the ones we need at the moment. We, we, we tend to pick and choose the parts we want to fit the part of our life that we're in. You know, you get people all over the world that pull verses out of context to fit their situation, and they've got whole new religions built out of it. Right? And we, we don't want that. We, we want to be doers of the Word. We, we, want, to, we want to be examples to people that, that because of our doing... Not because you, you tell them what to do, because you do it. Look at, um, we'll look at James 1.22. We'll go there first. On your way, I'll read 2 Timothy 1.7. Put 2 Timothy 1.7 on the board. How about that? You go to James 1.22. God has not given us a spirit of fear... Fear does things one way. Fear, the spirit of fear, will will yell, it'll bite, right? It, it will it will always have an emergency, lots of drama, right? <laughs> and and it's very selfish. It's self motivated. It's very selfish, and it and it manipulates to get what it wants. The spirit of love, the spirit of power, the spirit of love. The, the spirit that word power is just what we were talking about last week. The mighty, wonderful works ability. God's giving up, given us the spirit of mighty, wonderful, working ability. And then he said, and the, and the spirit of love. So what? Not only did I give you ability, I gave you the love to work it through. Amen? And then I gave you the discipline to know what to use, when to use it, and how to use it. See, that's how Jesus walked the earth. You look at Jesus in, in his life, and he walked... In, a, in, a, in the power, the wonderful, miraculous, mighty works of God, and, and he walked. He, he used them through love. He was moved by compassion, and, and he knew exactly what to use, what to say at all times. He was disciplined. He didn't just talk. Amen. Because <laughs> you know, and, and I can tell you from from standing up here a little bit, you can get on a soapbox pretty easy, and it's not doing the word, and it's not helping people. You can teach, or you can communicate. The best teachers I had in my life, I still remember them to this day, every one of them cared more about me learning than them teaching. And they would find a way for me to learn. And I I wasn't a good student. I wasn't a stupid student. I was really lazy. That's the only way to put it. I was lazy. But these teachers would take the time to make sure I learned because they cared about me. It wasn't just, well, and some of them maybe wanted me out of their class, but most of all, they cared about me. But you could tell they cared about you. They took time to communicate and let you know. And, and, you know, even as a parent, that's what you're wanting to do with your children. You want to communicate with them. You don't, you don't want to be teaching them all the time. You want them to be learning. And, you know, you can say things that have nothing to do with teaching, and, and they can learn. Why? Because it's not what you say, it's what you do. It's how you do it. It's when you do it. Why? Because you're a doer. 
doers, you know, Home Depot's probably right, doers get more done. Right? Doers get more done. But, but that's, that's why they get more done, because they're doing the Word of God. They're, 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 they're caring more about the people in front of them than they are about somebody understanding that they're right. When, when you begin to stand on your soapbox and preach about what's right and wrong, then you're more likely to lose people than to gain them. Why? Because you're preaching what you think is right and wrong. Even if the Bible backs you up, if you don't speak the truth in love, it's going nowhere. It won't communicate. You say, well, we got to tell these people that this is wrong and this is wrong and this is wrong. You know, that's not what God said. He said, he said you could fulfill the law in one thing, love your neighbor as yourself. He said you could fulfill, fulfill the whole law that way. Rather than tell them not to do something, not to do this, not to do that, you could just love them, and then you could communicate the Word of God to them. Why? Because they would hear it, because they know you cared about them. When your kids know, you know, I know I've told this story before, but Ramsey used to ask us to do things because she never didn't want to do something. She wanted to do something all the time. And you'd come back home from work, and she'd say, Dad, can we do this? And I'd say, no. And God stopped me one day and said, why would you say no? I said, you didn't even ask me if it's something you should do. You didn't even, you didn't, you, is it just because you don't want to do it? And I said, yeah, and it's Monday night and football and exactly why I said no. And he said, well, that's not a good reason. That's not love. That's, there's no, he said, you aren't being a parent right now. Why? Because I'm not communicating with her. You know, I could have said, you know what, I'm really tired, baby, but if it's something, you know, we need to do, we could do it. Or I could have prayed and said, okay, Lord, what I tell her? But I didn't even care. I just wanted to go in my chair and watch Monday Night Football. I just got home from work. I'm tired. And she wasn't. <laughs> you know? And, 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 and the, that's a time where, you know what, it's important sometimes to do something right then because they know... You're teaching them right now. I love you enough that even though I'm tired, yes, I think this is important that we do it. And, and those, those are teaching time. Those are, that's communicating without talking. Amen? And, and these are things we need to do um, between each other. We need to do them outside the workplace. We need to know what to say, what story to tell. That's, it may, it may, you may tell a story in the middle of work that has nothing to do with what's going on at work, but, but it means something to one person because they were just about to get something that they never understood before. And you told one of your stupid stories, and, and it changed their life, but you didn't even know about it. Amen? And th- these are things we can do. Why? Because we're walking in the power of love. We're walking in the goodness of God. We're being doers of the Word. Being a doer of the Word doesn't mean you're quoting Scriptures all day long. It means you're walking in the power, the, the wonderful working power of God on a, on a minutely basis, able to do things that other people couldn't do. You could have a whole circle of people, and you are the only one with ability in that circle. And because of that ability, you changed someone's life that day. And that's important. That's being a doer of the Word. Amen? It's not just somebody who shouts at the mountain. It's not somebody that is claims claims this and claims that do all those things those are great but do those with the other things put those put them in the right priority 
don't, don't make them the only thing you're doing. If that's all, if that's all we're doing, then we're selfish Christians. <laughs> it got quiet out there. Where did I tell you all go? James 1? James 1. James 1. Go to 21 just so we kind of get a back, background of this verse. James 1, 21. Wherefore lay apart all filthiness, filthiness and superfluity. Superfluity. Doesn't sound good. Superfluity of naughtiness. And receive with meekness. In other words, receive not, 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 with, not, not with cowering and stepping back and hiding in the showers, the shadows. So you receive it with meekness, the engrafted words, which is able to save yourself. So what word are you doing? You're doing the word which is able to save yourself. Amen? If it's able to save your soul, who's else, who other soul is it able to save? So if you're doing the word and other people see you do the word, they can do the word they see you do. Amen? They can, they can understand the word they hear you talk about. Because why? Because you're doing the word, the engrafted word. You're receiving it with meekness. Not, not because it's owed to you, not because you deserve it, but because he gave it to you. Amen? And you're receiving it in such a way that, that, it, that it saves you, that it, that it, that it, that it delivers you. It, it, what, you know, what, what's he saying? Every moment of every day, this is what's keeping you. This word that's in you, it's keeping you. Not just on Sunday at church. This, this word that's in you, it's going to keep you at work on Monday. It's going to keep you at home on Monday night. It's going to keep you at the grocery store. It's going to keep you every place you go. It's your saving word. Amen? And, and, and as we begin to do this saving word, not only does it save us, it shows others the power of God and the goodness of God. Because you can't do this word without showing the goodness of God because the goodness of God saved your soul, saved my soul. Amen? And so, so we're receiving that word. And so it's the word that he says do. He says, but be ye doers of the word and not hearers only. In other words, hearing it won't engraft it. Doing it is what, make, what engrafts it in you. And, and if it were engrafted in you and you didn't do it, you're still only a hearer. And you've deceived yourself. It, when, when, once you get the Word, we must do something with it. If the Word of God says, Say unto the mountain, Be ye removed and cast into the sea, you can take that act and do it from the right place. But then you've got you to keep going in the Scripture, and pretty soon it's going to say, When you stand praying, Forgive. And if you get to that place and you say, well, no, I can't do that. You don't know what they did. Or you just stop right there. <laughs> then you only heard partial word. You picked and chose what you wanted. That's, we do that all the time. I, I want it all. I want to walk in that power. The, the power that forgave me is the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. Glory to God. That, that's the same wonderful, mighty, working power of God. And I want to walk in that power. That, that's, what, that's what Paul was saying. He said, I want to know him in the power of his resurrection. That, 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 he wants to know the one, mighty, wonderful, working power of God that, that, that what resurrected and brought him up from the dead. No one else had ever achieved it, and no one else has until he did, and now we all have. Right? If he was resurrected, we were resurrected. Thank you, Lord. But, but we have to be a doer of these things, not a hearer only, 
Because if you're a hearer only, you're deceiving your own selves. Skip down to verse 25. And it says, And he who did... Um, did I put this in the Young's Literal? Yeah, Young's Literal. And he who did look into the perfect law, that of liberty, and did continue there, this one, not a forgetful hearer, becoming but a doer of the work, this one shall be happy in his doing. In other words, the one that looked into the law of liberty and, and, and didn't forget, didn't, wasn't just a hearer and a forgetful hearer, because, you know, things you hear, you'll forget. Amen? Like, there's, there's things I've heard that I've never done anything with, and I can't even tell you what they are. Why? Because I forgot them. Why? They weren't important to me. If they're important to you, you keep them and you do them. They're, they're, it's not the same as just hearing them. There's lots of things we hear every day. People say, well, you know, what were they talking about? I'm like, well, they were just talking to you now. <laughs> That's not very nice, is it? What, what were you doing? You were being a hearer only, and you were never planning on doing it anyway. We grow up that way. That's not a good thing. We, we want to be hearers and doers of the things we hear from God. That, you know, that's how, how would you have faith if you heard and never did? What if, what, if, what if Peter would have said, Lord, if it's you, bid me come. And Jesus said, come. He said, ah, I can't do it. Then he was a hearer and never a doer. But because he did, he walked on the water. People say, well, he sank. Yeah, but he walked. It's better than you did. I haven't taken any steps on water. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I've taken zero steps on the water. But the Lord's never bid me come either. So I reckon if I need to walk on the water, maybe we'll check on it then. Amen? But, but, but to, be, to be happy in your doing. In other words, if, if you'll be a doer, if you'll not just be a hearer, you'll be a doer of what you hear, then you'll be happy in doing it. Why? Because then you understand the value of what you heard. You can't understand the value of what you heard until you do it. Anybody ever got on YouTube and learned how to fix something? And, and, you know, I do all the time. You know, I, I had to, our washer broke one time. And, of course, washers aren't like that. I used to take them apart, and I had like six of them in our garage. They were all old. And I'd put, you know, they were patched together, and we'd always have one working. But now they're computer chips and stuff like that, and they stop. And I'm like, so I'm, I'm looking online. like, okay, what happened here? And I called Chris, and he couldn't come or couldn't get a hold of him. And so I'm looking online, and it shows me what to do. And I could read it. And I could watch it, but that wouldn't fix my washer. And if I would have just left it, I would have never remembered what it said. I'd had to go back and watch it again. But doing it, I can still remember what I did. Why? Because I was a doer of it. You know, I actually had to pull a, a board out, and it had a it had a link that uh, I had that was burned out, and so I actually had to get a piece of wire and and solder it cross that and actually i brought it to larry because i don't solder but larry solders and so i told him where i needed it he soldered i took it home worked for years after that why because i was a doer of what i saw the, the word of god always works if we'll be a doer of what we see and hear in the word when we hear it we want to be a doer of it amen and it's important that we do this not just for us doing the word of god you know jesus jesus talked very very strongly to the to the scribes and Pharisees about doing the word. I mean, he talked about. We'll just go there. We'll go there. 
Look at Matthew 5. Matthew 5.18. The Word of God good. And I love the Word of God. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, not one jot or one tittle shall no wise pass from the law till it all be fulfilled. Verse, verse 19. said, Whosoever there shall break one of these least, one of these least commandments and shall teach men. It's not just the breaking of them, because when you break a commandment, you're not just breaking it. You're teaching other people to do so. So what you did, what you were a doer of, taught somebody else to what they could be a doer of. Amen? And that's what he's saying. He's saying it's not just that you break it. It's that you teach other people to break it too. And, and, you know, because a lot of people say, well, what's the consequences for breaking law? Well, it depends on how many people you taught, for, to, taught other people you taught to break it, huh? Because, you know, amen? amen. There, there's, there are consequences to doing the wrong things and the right things. There are good consequences, bad consequences. He's saying these, he said, he said, you'll be called least in the kingdom of heaven. And I'm going to be honest with you. When I, there was a day where I'd have said, man, least, I'll take anything just to get in. Right? <laughs> If you're living wrong, you'll take least, you'll take, you'll take an inch in, you'll take anything you can get. But, but when you come to know God, you want the whole thing. And in the very next sentence he says, And he shall be called the least in the kingdom, but whosoever shall do these laws and teach others to do the laws too, he shall be called the greatest. It's not just what you do, it's what you teach others to do. What we're doing as Christians, when we, when we begin to love on a higher level than they've ever seen, then they'll begin to see that and they'll desire it and, and then you can communicate that love. You can't communicate it till you get that inch. You know, Brother Moore says you, you haven't communicated until the hearer has heard it. There's not been any communication until they heard what you said and understood it. And, and, and that's the thing. When, when you say it and make people understand, when you walk in it and they see it, they begin to question it. When they question it, then, you, then you've got a door. Amen? But, but it's not just what you do. It's what you teach others to do. You, we have to realize that in this earth, we are examples, whether you want to be an example or not. Think about this. You could watch TV and watch people do these shows, and they'll blame Christians for all kinds of things. and say, well, they said this and didn't do it. And they're supposed to be Christians. They're supposed to be Christians. They're supposed to be Christians. You see other Christians do that on TV. It's kind of sad. I remember when... I'm not going to say that. Never mind. But you, know, you do. Because why? Because you're an example no matter what. If you call yourself a Christian, you are now an example. You're, even, you're either an example of someone breaking the law or somebody following the law. Breaking the word or following the word. It's called law here because it's still where Jesus was. Amen? And he, and he said, and then and at the end of that, he says, unless, what well, is the very next verse? Look at the next verse, verse 20. He said, I say unto you, except your righteous, righteousness shall exceed the righteousness of the scribes and Pharisees. And in other words, unless what you have in you is greater than their legalism, because they're following everything legally, and they're not even doing it. They're teaching others to do it, but they're not doing it. So literally what they're teaching others to do is that it's okay to break the law. And he's saying, unless your righteousness exceeds theirs, you won't even enter into the kingdom of heaven. Because they're, they're not doing well. I mean, think about the rich young ruler. Rich young ruler comes to Jesus 
And he said, what can I do? Right? Everybody wants to be a doer, but they want to know what they can do. And what they want is the least they can do. Right? <laughs> you know, I, I know when I, when I, Lord, just show me what's the least I can do. I, can I go to church on just Sunday? Do I have to go on Wednesday? And, you know, and I, you know, when I came back to God, I just wanted to inch my way in. And just, and then, you know, kind of have my own life over here and then church, you know, on Sunday. But let's not get crazy and do it on Wednesday and, and, you know, do some of the other stuff on Tuesday nights. And, and then all of a sudden, Kim asked me to, her boss wants to do a Bible study. And I'm like, ooh, that sounds like, that sounds like more inches to me. But we needed money, so we went and Bible studied. But changed my whole life. What? Because I got, I got too close to the edge and I fell all the way in. And, and when you're all the way in, you become a doer of the word. You want more. You, you, you are a word junkie. You cannot live without it. If you go moments without just seeing something or, or knowing something about God, you'll start looking. Right? You, you'll call somebody. you say, man, what do you, what do you got going today? What are you seeing in the Lord today? You, when you're a word junkie, you can't do enough. I mean, I, Rick's not here tonight, but we'd, we'd go teach Bible study three nights a week on top of Wednesday night church, Sunday church, and, and then maybe another night, actually, sometimes. And then when I came home from Bible study, we'd call each other and talk about what we saw in the Word. Why? Because we were so excited. And we don't want to lose that excitement in doing. Amen? Because that excitement's what drives you to do more. And, and it was, it's what drives you to hear more. And you can't be a doer of what you haven't heard. You, you can't be a doer of what you haven't heard. So you want to hear the Word but you want to be a doer. And, and as we heard it, it, it began to change my thinking. You know, then they, they said, oh, you want to go work with inner city kids? I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not do I want to work with that inner city kids. And God said, yeah, you want to. And man, I went one time and I was hooked. Why? Because I was being a doer. Doers get hooked on it. You, you want, you're being a doer. And I'm like, well, let's not just stop there. Let's go on Wednesday night or uh, Thursday nights down to the boys club and, and get some of those kids. And, and you, you find yourself doing things all the time. People say, well, you just never stop. Yeah. Why? Because I don't want to. Amen? When, when you get tired of the Word of God, we need to check if, if we're doing it right. Because if you, if, you, if you become content with what you have, and that's all you ever need again, you, we need to check that we're doing it right because it should excite us every day. Amen? And, and we, should find, we should find something that excites us every day. Where was I? Because that's way off our notes, isn't it? Amen? Well, you know, so many times, and, you know, I'll go there with it, but so many times we're, we're brought up in this world to where people only do things because they're either getting paid to do it or they're trying to get you to do something. Amen. And, and nobody believes anybody's doing anything just because they love them, which is truly being a doer of the word. A doer of the word has no other motive but to get you taught, get you, get you to learn, to know God better, to get you to a better place. A doer of the word's trying to get you somewhere else. I was dealing with Ramsey's child that lives with her right now recently. And, uh, and I, I'll, I'll buy children things. And then I'll ask them, I'll say, you know why I got you that? And they'll go, well, because you want me to be good. Nope. Don't care if you're good. And they say, because 
you want me to go here? Nope. Because you want me to clean my room? Nope. And she'd go through all, she had a whole list because she's been in the system. And system kids have a whole list of, because people have been buying them off since they were young. You know, you buy them off, get them, well, you know what, if you'll, I'll give you this, if you'll do that, I'll give you this, if you'll do that. And finally, I, she said, because you love me? I go, exactly. That's the only reason I'm doing it. And if you never do what you're supposed to do, you'll know I love you. And, and she said, well, and then she said, well, how, how does that work? And I said, well, when you love me, you do what I, what I ask. Amen? And as a parent, that's what you want. You want your kids to do what you ask because they love you and because they know you love them. If you know, see, that's why we're, we should never get confused with God. He loves us. If he asks us to do something, it's going to work. It's going to be good. And, and, and right? And if we'll be a doer of it, we'll see the goodness of God work in our lives and through our lives. But, but we cannot keep thinking that way that we have to do this to get this. God doesn't do that. He so loved us that he sent Jesus. He didn't send him to manipulate us. He didn't send him to make us better people. He sent him because he loved us. It will make you a better person. Amen? Why? Because that's what love does. And see, my love for this little girl will make her a better person. All i got to do is let it sit. Amen? <laughs> and and not, not cancel it out with, here's your M&Ms if you'll do this. Here, you know, come on, Marley, I'll give you this if you'll do this. Oh. Yeah. But, but these are the things that we do that, that we're trained in the world because the world's view of love is... It, why, why shouldn't they go through it if I have to? Well, that's a horrible view of love. I, I'm, try, I'm trying to do all I can to make my daughter's life even better now, and she's 28 years old. And if I can make it better when she's 30, and she doesn't have to deal with something I had to deal with, amen. How many people want people to get sick to learn 1 Peter 2.24? I want them to learn 1 Peter 2.24 so they don't get sick. God doesn't want to teach people by them going through junk. He wants them to go through, He wants them to overcome junk before it ever comes at them. Because healing was ours at, at, the, at, the, point of the, at the point of the cross. It was ours. At the point of the resurrection, it was ours. It's not going to be any more yours when you get sick than when you're well. It's yours. Amen? And these are the things we, we, we're trying to trade with God and say, okay, what else do I need to do? It's not any, you don't need to do anything except believe that word and be a doer of it. How do you be a doer of it? Be healed. You want to know how you be a, a doer of 1 Peter 2.24? Be healed. That's what it says. And, and, and as, as we get the, the, the realization of who we are, you know, not just that we're going to heaven someday, not, but that we can act righteously. We are just, just like God. We have been justified. We are the next born of many brethren. The things that we can accomplish in this earth are so unlimited. When he said greater works will you do, you know, he wasn't even talking about healing and miracles at that point. Go, go read the chapter he said that in. He's not talking. He's talking about works. What what are works of God? The works of God. The number one work of God was forgiving your sins, healing your body, 
The number one work of God was bringing joy and peace into your life. These are the works that you'll, you'll do greater works in all these areas because he went to the Father. <laughs> and yes, we should do greater works. How can you do greater work than raising somebody from the dead? What, what, what is the greater work? The greater work is us being greater in, a, in multitude and doing it greater in magnitude. Amen? And, and when we do it that way, when, when we begin to, as the church to, to, to have joy when the world is in turmoil, right? When we have peace, when we're not even a little bit upset at everything that's going on. Why? Because we're trusting God. Now, not that God's in control. He's in control because we're trusting Him. Now He's in control of my life. I don't know if He's in control of yours or not. i got to trust Him to be in control of mine. But we're not... Why? We win. We win. Well, if, if you went into a game and you, it's not even any fun actually at that point if, you, if you're playing a game that you know you win. But we already win. We should be so indoctrinated in that that we never get nervous. When you see something on TV, and, oh, no, the world's ending. What if it does? We win. Oh, no, there's a new disease. What if it does? 1 Peter 2.24 didn't stop. They can come up with a billion oh no's and we already had victory over them. All we have to do is be a doer of the word. What did he say? If you love me, you'll obey my commands. What's his command? Love one another? Love others? That, that's what he says to do. That's, that's not the hardest thing we'd ever do. Why? Because we have the ability. We make it hard. It's easy for us to do what God would do because he's put it in us. But we have to let it happen. We have, and literally that's what I would say, let it happen. You have to be who God's made you to be to do what God's given you to do. Amen? If you'll be what God's called you to be, you will do what God's called you to do. But you can't do it until you be it. Amen? pretty good i like this amen oh I, I never finished with the rich young ruler did i the rich young ruler mark mark 10 21 his question was what must i do and see that he, in other words he's saying what kind of doer must i be to inherit eternal life and jesus said he said you know you know the uh, you know the commandments I'll go to the verse before that, 20. Okay, one more, 19. I'll get there. He said, you know the commandments. Do not commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal, do not bear false witness, defraud not, honor your father and mother. And, and he said, and he answered, and he said, Master, I've observed these from my youth. I've observed them. I've observed them. That's what you did with the Ten Commandments. You observed them. He did them. He didn't kill anybody, right? And Jesus said, there's one thing you haven't done. He said, you've done these, but there's one thing you need to do. He said, you need to learn to love. He said, one thing you lack, go your way, sell what you have. And guess what? If you're rich and you sell everything you have, you're still rich. <laughs> you know, people look at it, oh, sell everything you have? I'll be, I'll be poor. No, you won't. You'll still be rich. You'll just have a lot of money and not, not as much stuff. Right? It's either cash or stuff. What do you want? 
You know, somebody pays you cash for your house, you got a whole lot of money and no house. He wasn't saying be poor. He said give to the poor. He didn't say give it all to the poor. He said give to the poor. Why? Because giving is the ultimate act of love. I need you to show love. I need, I, I, you've done all these other things, but without love, they're meaningless. They're legal. They're legalistic, and you've only done them to get something. I want you to do them because you love. I, I, want, you, I want you to follow the Ten Commandments because you love me. I want you to love others because you love me. I want you to do. I want you to follow me. I want you to take up, come take up your cross and follow me. Why? Because you love me. I want your treasure not to be on this earth. I want your treasure to be in heaven. Amen. When your treasure is in heaven, you never say, "Oh no." Right? Oh no, the economy's going bad. Treasure's in heaven. The economy wasn't what was keeping me afloat in the first place. Amen? You know, somebody said, well, you need to hoard up all these things in case the world goes. I'm like, if the world goes there, I'm ready to go, okay? (laughs) You look at all these people that believe in this zombie apocalypse stuff, and you're like, first of all, what's wrong with you? (laughs) Second of all, if that really happens, do you want to be here? Right? I don't want to know how to live on the earth that way. I say, Jesus, come. Amen? It, 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 there's, there's just things that we, we, we look at and we just think wrong. And, and even if we entertain them, God's like, why are you enter, entertaining that thought? That's one of those that I said, cast away. It's not from me. Stop it. Because we win. No matter what happens, we win. I don't care how many diseases and sicknesses and, and poverty th- things. and It doesn't matter what comes. We win. We already have a word to do. And if we'll be the doers of it, we win. Amen? And in the end, we get eternal life. We win. We're actually already living in eternal life. And that's what, that's what God was trying to get the rich young ruler to. He say, he's trying to get him to the point and say, you're... You could be in eternal life right now if you just start loving. If you just begin to let my love, your love for me and my love through you, begin to lead your life. And if if you'll pick up your cross and follow me, you'll see what true life is. And all those treasures you thought you had would be nothing. Amen? God's so good. If, If we just get a hold of the magnitude of his goodness, we'd be doing greater works every day. Why? Because there's more of us. And, and if more of us would know who we are and that we are created unto good works, so we walk out our door every day and we say, ah, oh, good works day. Yeah, good works day. wonder what God's got for me today. I know I'm created to good works, so something good's getting ready to happen today. I, I'm, I'm ready. Show me, God. And, and you know what? All you got to do is be. Why? Because it's who you are. It's not who you are will define what you do. If you're acting like a child, that's what did he say in, in, in uh, Luke 6. He said, be merciful as, 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 as I'm merciful. And he said, be kind to the unthankful and you'll be like your father in heaven. What's he saying? If you'll do these things, you're going to be just like me because this is what I do. Be a doer of these things, 
and you'll be just like me. And, and he gave us the ability to do him. He wasn't just telling you to do it. He's saying you're, he's, uh, he called you child. Once he calls you child, you have all the abilities of God to do it. When he said, when he said pray and he said, say, say, our Father that art in heaven, he said, pray to your Father. Pray to someone who is in you. Everything that he is is in you. And when you pray like that, and when you when you treat him and 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 accept him as the father that he is, and instead of something out here that you can't touch, he's your dad. Not only can you touch him, you have everything he has. You know, I like what Brother Moore was talking about with the with the second son, or the, which the older son, uh, on the prodigal son. He said he said he already had, but he was getting benefit from none of it. All of it was his, and he was benefiting from none of it. All of it's ours. Let's benefit. And if we'll benefit, you know what the word for benefit is? Good. You know what the word for beneficial is? Goodness. So if we'll benefit from it and be beneficial from it, then we'll be good and we'll have goodness. Glory to God. Let's benefit from the things that God's put in us. Let's benefit in the areas when you could be offended, but instead you forgave in advance. You, you, you took on joy when everything around you looked sad. And by taking on that joy, you ministered to other people. When we take on the forces, of the spiritual forces that God puts in us, peace and joy and love and, and the things that God, forgiveness, that's a spiritual force. It's not just an act. It's a spiritual force. And when you put those in you and you begin to operate them in, you're operating in a spiritual force. And when you operate in that, people around you can be changed. Why? Because now there's an anointing on it. There's not an anointing on worldly joy. You can laugh all you want in the world and immediately start crying the minute you're done laughing. But if you got the joy of the Lord, you can laugh while everybody else is crying and not start crying when you're done laughing. Amen? And I mean, that's the kind of... He said, I'm giving you peace that passes... Why, why does it pass an understanding? Because there's nothing else like it. It's the kind of peace you can have and it doesn't go away. Nothing that comes at it takes it away. It is peace through my goodness. And, and when we operate on those levels, we operate in a realm that the world can't understand, but yet they can receive from it. And that's what, that's what we're trying to do, amen? We're trying to get people to a better place. Thank you, Lord. And, and, the, and the rich young ruler, because, of, because he was so hooked on his riches, could not see the kingdom of God. I didn't say he didn't go to heaven. He said he could not see the kingdom of God. His vision was blocked with something else. And when we allow things to block us, we'll, we won't see what God's trying to do. What God's trying to do is important. What God's trying to do works. What God's trying to do is unfailing. But if you allow other things to lose your focus, then you'll never do those things. Amen? Find something to close with, huh? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Luke 6. We were already there, right? I'll tell you what, let's do two verses because we'll need something else to go with Luke 6. Matthew 12. Matthew 12, 35. Let's go there first. He says, A good man 
out of the good treasure of the heart produces, brings forth good. Right? He brings forth good things. A good man, he, he's, he's, he's doing good things. You've got to be a doer of good to have good things. So he, bring forth means do almost. I mean, the good man out of the treasures of his heart does good things. And, and, and the good man, the good things in our heart allow us to do good things. They're not just for us. They're in our heart. And when, when we allow them out, out, if, out, of the good, out of the abundance of our heart, they begin to do good things. It, it's, it's like when he says, um, if you only love your neighbor, what thank is that? If you only love those that love you, what thank is that? What, what's he saying? You're not even using the ability I gave you. You're not even getting near to being a doer of the word. Why? Because doers use the ability I put in them. I'm telling you, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Be kind to the unthankful. What's he saying? Be a doer. You can do this. No one else can. And when he tells you to do these things, he's not just telling you. He's saying, you've got the ability to do it. If God tells you to do it, you can do it. It's not, you know, because people say, I just can't do that. Yes, you can. You might not do it because you won't, but you can. And, And that's what we have to realize. In those situations, will we be a doer? Will we say, which was the other verse I told you to go to, so we went to both of them. To be a doer of the, of the things of God, you not only have to find the scriptures you like, you have to find the scriptures He likes. <laughs> the ones He likes. The ones He likes best are the ones where you act like Him. And, and I've seen dads, and I won't say they're proud, but they're very pleased when their sons and their daughters choose the things that they've put in them. And, and there's, there was times as Ramsey was going up where God said, don't do a thing, trust in what you put in her. That was tough. Because <laughs> I'm like, no, just let me fix it, God. Just let me fix it, God. Let me fix. Let me fix it. No. She won't learn that way. Love her enough to let her decide. And he knew what she would decide. And so many times she decided, right? I'm not saying she did every time. So many times she decided, right, why? Because it was in her to do. And that's what God's saying to us. He said, it's in you to do. It's in you to do. It's in you to be a doer. He, I, he didn't say go out and, and tell people what they're doing wrong. He said, go preach the gospel. Be a doer of the word. Preach the good news. Tell people of the goodness of the good God and the good Jesus. Let people know how good he is. Preach the goodness of God. Don't preach I'm not going to say that. Preach the goodness of God. Amen? I was talking to, I think it was Dwayne one day, and we were talking about um, some teaching that was out there, and he remembered something that Brother Hagin had said, and Brother Moore had said it before too, but the best way to, to uh, was a um, bad doctrine, is to teach truth, right? To, the, to, to not teach against error, teach truth. I didn't say it right, but that's what, you guys get what I'm saying. Don't, 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 don't teach against error. Don't teach against sin. Do you know that everybody that's sinning knows they are? <laughs> if, you're, if somebody's out there living a life, lifestyle, whether they know God or not, they know they're not right. They know it. We don't need to tell them they're not right. We need to tell them there's, 
We need to preach the goodness of God and give them something to hang on to. Amen? And, and as we do those things, we become doers of the Word. Why? Because we walk in love. We, we don't, we, you don't have to get on a soapbox and tell people what your opinion is about what people are doing and, and what you think the Bible says about it because you don't know. If you're preaching hate, you're not preaching what the Bible preaches. Truth and love. You can preach the truth, but without love it means nothing. Amen? And so, so as we do the things of God, when he says, for if you love them who love you, what thank have you? Sinners do this. What's he saying? Literally, anybody can do that. You're not being, don't act like you're doing the word when you're doing that. Because you're not. That's what God's saying. He said, that's not it. You know, so many times I, I, when, we, when I first started working for the Moors, I'd say, they'd say, what did you do here? And I said, I did this. They'd go, that's not it. Why was it not it? Because it wasn't what God or how God would have done it. I, I, I always took the easy way out. It wouldn't be called works <laughs> if there wasn't work involved. Amen? Sometimes love is work. Right? Isn't that what Big Mama said? <laughs> Make no never, never mind about it. Loving people's hard. You don't need to know that. Loving people is work. You're going to have to put your flesh under every day. Paul said, make no provision for the flesh and and the lust thereof. You're going to have to make no provision for what you want and decide to do what God wants. Amen? And then we'll love the unlovable, we'll be kind to the unthankful, and we'll be like our Father in heaven. Amen? Stand to your feet. Glory to God. I had way more notes than I had that that needed to be said. How about that? Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. He's, to, he's, he's, he's bringing us up to another level because it's not just, it's not just what you know. It, it's how you present it and, and who you present it to and when you present it. There's so much more to being a doer of the Word than, than what we, you know, we just, we just think, well, it says preach the gospel to every living creature. They don't want to hear it, but I'm going to preach them. If they don't want to hear it, you can preach all day long, and you still didn't preach. Amen? But, but if, you, if you're led by the Spirit, He'll put you in a place where you'll be preaching and you don't even know it. You're affecting somebody's life because you're walking in love. You've got joy that they can't explain. You've got a peace that passes understanding. They don't know what to do with you. I, I remember we went to a church one time and I started teaching because I'd been teaching Bible studies and I was a little bit uh, pushy. Pushy. <laughs> I was a little bit uh, exuberant about things. And they didn't necessarily believe everything that I had seen. And I told mom, my mom one day, I said, Mom, none of those people like me. And she goes, no, they like you. They just don't know what to do with you. <laughs> and that's pretty true. But there were some things I was doing I shouldn't have been doing either. But you know what? We want people to not to know what to do with us. And they have to ask the question and have to say, why? Why do they have joy when everybody else I see is... is they're, they're off their rocker. They're they're going crazy. They're upset. They're yelling in the TV cameras, and they're you know why do these people have it? Because we are being doers of what's in us. Amen. Glory to God. You got a song for me, Miss Cheryl?